For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. Today's episode is another edition of our audience audit, and today's episode is featuring a coach named Christina Langdon. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Jenny. I'm excited to do this one. I am actually shocked at how popular these business audits have been. This is only our second one, and like we've just received so many submissions and comments in our communities. This is what everybody wants from us. Yes. It's just- It's I'm, not for sale. Well, it could be, apparently. Maybe from one the, day it'll be for sale. It is not for sale. You got to get picked for a, a podcast episode right now. The demand is there, but okay. Yeah. So Christina Langdon, I think what would be helpful, Jenny, is maybe you, I'm choosing you, to just like loosely run through the framework that we are using when we do these audits. So the framework that we're using is our marketing framework that we use in our businesses and that we use with our coaching clients. And it is also in our signature course and program called Visible. And it is essentially a long-term strategic framework for how to show up on the internet, how to be a thought leader, how to be recognized and to grow a brand based on the work that you do in the world. And so we'll just kind of break it apart. The high 30,000 foot overview is that As an online creator, we recommend that you have a visibility vehicle where you are consistently, at least weekly, putting out content that is based on your work, what you do, what you believe, kind of your signature way of thinking about something. So this is usually in the form of either a blog, a podcast, or a YouTube channel. Those little details are maybe subject to change over time because, you know, like there could be a new YouTube (laughs) or whatever in the future, but As of now, in 2023, at the time of filming, and for the last decade, it's basically been these same three visibility vehicles. So we recommend that you, as an online creator, if you are drawn to writing, that you become a blogger, if you love podcasts and audio, and you like that's how you take in a lot of your information, we recommend that you're a podcaster. 
And if you just love video and kind of love being on camera and your work lends itself to that and or we recommend that you become a YouTuber. And this is like a serious job. And in our kind of strategy and the way that we think about business, this is like more than half of what you do in your online business is to be this thing, to be a podcaster, to be a blogger, or to be a YouTuber. I also just want to point out the reason that we are saying YouTube, blogger, podcast is that these vehicles, as we call them, allow you to be found. So someone on YouTube could search CEO leadership mindset and find you, where if you are just solely posting on Instagram, nobody can find you, honestly. So we really want you to put your thoughts, your words, your voice on places where people can discover you. It's always top of funnel problem that everybody has being discoverable. Okay. And then the next part of the framework is very much the second part. And that is that you should also then, once you have a visibility vehicle established and you're promoting your content there, creating content every week, at least, then you pick ideally a social media platform, or if you hate social, something else, some way of getting the word out, that you amplify that content from your visibility vehicle onto a social platform to just get more people to like go out and shout with a megaphone like, hey, I made this, hey, I made this, come see it. And so that's really the role that we see social media playing. We recommend that everyone have one visibility vehicle and you are consistently posting and amplifying in that one place for at least a year before you consider other ones adding. But, you know, you can do this whole online business thing and be very successful with a single amplifier, which is a single social channel, and a single kind of content platform, which is your visibility vehicle, your blog, your podcast, or your YouTube channel. So that's like sort of like the crux of what we believe in our theory of the internet and theory of marketing. And so all of these audits and recommendations that we give are based and rooted in that theory. Okay. So let's turn our attention to Christina Langdon and let's just do the high level. Let's introduce her to the audience, who she is, what she does, all the numbers. So Christina has an email list of 729. She has a couple social media channels. She has 1145 on Instagram, 1123 on Facebook, and then LinkedIn, she has 3,094. So her total audience is about 6,000, including that email list. She is a coach for women CEOs in the realm of leadership. And I think you've got up some of her history. Yes, her LinkedIn. So Christina has a really rich career background. It's pretty it's pretty interesting. She worked for looks like Martha Stewart's company for a long time, like more than a decade. She worked at Fast Company and it looks like she's had some other kind of consulting roles and other jobs as well, but she has like definitely sort of like the high-powered career woman executive kind of level work experience that obviously lends itself well to her newer coaching career. And I think when she wrote into us, she describes her problem as a little bit uncertain about where she should sort of take her time and promote. She wants, she has a certain revenue goal 
and she's not quite there. And she's kind of like circling around a couple ideas. So currently what she sells is one-on-one business coaching. That's 12,000 for six months. She also has a group coaching program that is six months for 8,000. I know that she operates that under someone else's sort of umbrella. So she's kind of coming in and doing the coach for somebody else. And then she's also thinking about doing like a six-week sprint. I don't believe this exists yet. A six-week sprint, I guess, or course called Success Unleashed that is based on her book that she just recently published. So we'll talk more about that. So I think she terms it as success intolerance. She's doing well. She has a goal. She's just under it. And she wants to figure out how she can really become scalable, you know, beyond the one-on-one work and beyond working for someone else. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of the perfect opportunity, I feel like, for coaches like us to swoop in and like share our vision of how online business works because she's kind of got all the pieces and like the history and all the components, but just kind of like hasn't put them together in our framework yet. So it's like super exciting to see this. Okay. So I think that the most interesting thing so far besides her work history, which is super fascinating to me about her is the fact that she just published this book. And this book is like very emblematic, it sounds like, of how she coaches executives and CEOs, right? So she sort of has this like potential book funnel offer kind of waiting in the wings here. But she has these other things and she's it's too many offers, right? So we're really big fans of a single scalable online offer. And so she's going to have to make some choices. I just want to mention the book. It's called For Success Sake. And if you are interested, it's about leadership, simple steps for extraordinary possibilities and leadership in life. So you can just go to christinalangdon.com if you're interested in that. But yes, and I, I want to just mention too, like in her problem, in the form she filled out, one of the things she expressed was like, should I make more things? Like, do I need to have more things? And the answer to that from us will always, always be no. So I totally understand that Christina is one-on-one, it's going well, but she wants that next thing. And we have a couple suggestions for you of like one more next thing that is scalable. You don't need to make more little mini courses or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, let's just dive into that, Sandy. I mean, I think that first of all, you know, we are big fans. If you listen to our show, you know this about this idea of like self-funding or <laughs> we just did a podcast on this, like having a job to help support you when you're growing your business. And for Christina, I think that her one-on-one work is like obviously like very lucrative. It's just that it comes at the cost of her time, right? And it's it's a lot of um, like trading time for money, which is what most of us want to get out of online business. So in my mind, we're not going to count that one-on-one work like as her one offer because like that's sort of her safety net way of supporting herself while she builds out her scalable offer. So we're not saying to Christina, take away your one-on-one work because obviously you're selling these like very expensive one-on-one coaching packages that are very helpful for people. And that's also the best way to get (laughs) client kind of research. Like that's the best way for those of you who are in luminaries or who've gone through our launch with intention program in the past, like she's doing her sleuthing naturally by being paid to do it through that one-on-one work. So that's like a pretty great thing. What I would wish for Christina is that she continues to do that work to sell those big high ticket packages to one-on-one clients while she builds out the single scalable online offer. And so 
I think, and Jenny thinks we talked about this before, is that that one scalable offer should be what you mentioned, that course around your book. It is a natural fit. It makes sense. It's your body of work. That book is like your thoughts and your thinking about leadership and success. And so to have a program that like takes someone through the teaching of that book, I think is a beautiful, very simple, very clear model. And thinking about it, I actually just went to the store for lunch and drove back. And while I was driving, it occurred to me that Tara Sophia Moore would be a great person to look at her website and her funnel and her like business model because it's very, very similar to yours, Christina. And it's like her book, Playing Big, she wrote the book and then all these other offerings came from that book. If you were to go to her site, her site is really, really well laid out and clear. And you can just sort of click through and see what courses she offers based on the book. So one of them is for the public, one of them is for coaches, and one of them is for something else about coaching. So there's three different courses. You don't need to do that. You can do one, but it can be based on the teaching in the book. Yeah. And I believe that her book came from her one-on-one coaching work with clients, right? So it's the same trajectory. She did the one-on-one coaching, realized that there were patterns and then created the book and the curriculum and then created from the book, created the group coaching program. And I think there's something so compelling about like reading a book, like, oh, that was excellent. And then like, oh my God, I can work with the author on these concepts for me personally. Like that is such a, like, I think Tara Sophia Moore's book was like this. Like you get to the end it's like, you want to do more? I've got coaching and courses based on this work. And it's like, oh my God, I can actually talk to and work with the author. Like it's so, so exciting. So yeah, like Brene Brown model, similar. And the Brene Brown model, same. Yeah. I think that's interesting to explore for sure. So that's all I would do. If it was me, I would just... As Jenny said, keep the one-on-one coaching, but add this new course, this new, I think you call it a sprint, on the work of your book and start to play with that and kind of evolve that into something that you can really scale. Yeah. And I would think really, I mean, the work there for you, Christina, is figuring out what kind of program to turn that into, right? Because ideally, that's another kind of high ticket offer in my mind that would replace your high ticket one-on-one work eventually. So the idea of it being like a six-week sprint is like my... I'm getting some yellow flags here because I just, I think you should consider like what it would really take to turn that into a higher ticket program versus something that's like quick and less expensive. And I don't know what you're thinking about in terms of pricing for that, but I would say like, okay, this is, I would almost think about like, can I build like a mastermind model off of this book curriculum? Can I get, you know, people in here for six months or 12 months together and we go through it in a cohort? Like, can I turn it into that? And I don't know because I did download the first chapter, which you've made freely available on your website. It's great, but I don't know what the rest of it is. I don't know kind of the curriculum you dive into and whether it lends itself that to that. But I imagine it does. Like if you're working with one-on-one clients for six months, you obviously have a process. So I would just replicate. I would try to replicate that, mix in with the book and do another six-month group program. Tara Sophia Moore is the six months, her coaching one. So, so we're just going to copy Tara Sophia Moore. For all the listeners, Jenny and I do this all the time. It's like we will look – like we don't sit here and like – not all the time anyway. We don't come up with brand new ideas out of nowhere. We're always, Jenny more than I, looking at other – niches, businesses, people, like it's not all like SaaS software that we're watching. We're watching different areas and niches and businesses and like, oh, you know what? We could pull that in. That's such a great idea. Like we don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. So this 
I think for you would be just a great model to just look, check it out, see something clearly that maybe you couldn't before. Hat tip to Austin Cleon for Steal Like an Artist. Everyone should have that on their desk at all times. If we were you, we will have this one day. One day, Sandy, this is our model. It's coming. The book will come. And then the program based on the book will come. And it's all coming. We just like did it in a backwards order. But yeah, so book funnel. So then I think when you think about your like audience and your public presence, your work then becomes about like taking bits and pieces of your book, of your thought leadership and your authority that you're establishing in your book and creating blog content, like rich blog content that's easily searchable and findable at least once a week publishing something. And when I say blog, like I've noticed a lot of your posts are shorter on your site, Christina. And I think that there's potentially some overlap with your newsletter content and your blog. Just our thinking on this is that your blog is like a true blog your newsletter that you send out every week to your audience is is referencing what you wrote in your blog that week, but it's not the same content because your blog is probably going to be more thorough than what's in your newsletter. And so I would really hone, I think like there's a huge opportunity here for you to create kind of like what we call beacon weekly content blog posts based on what you're doing here. We have a template for that. Like we have a structure for how to create that content. It should be SEO optimized. Like it should be someone who's a CEO and who's looking for a coach should be able to type in words in Google, ask questions. And then like some of those words should direct them back to your website. You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. I would just like to give you, Christina, an example of what Jenny just said. So I read through a bunch of blog posts and one of them was really good about how to write emails as a CEO. And the title of it is must-haves and never-agains. And like from a CEO perspective, that doesn't really say anything. No one's searching those words. I then went to Google and and Googled how to write an email like a CEO. And there's a whole Forbes article called how to email like a CEO. And you should be among that because your content is almost a identical, if not better than what the article in Forbes is. So we may want to get super creative with our titles, but we have to remember that the blog is how people are finding you. So you need to make sure that the title of the blog is like ultra, ultra clear and is the phrasing, the words that people are typing in to find you. Yeah. I mean, you can get a little more playful with your subtitle, but even still, I would like clarity over cleverness in kind of online marketing, I would say. Like your sales emails and stuff, that's like where the copywriting and the cleverness comes in. But in this like discoverability, like clarity is everything. And so that's what the little robots understand because they, at least for now, (laughs) maybe with these like new language models and AI, they're going to be able to infer some of this stuff that we as humans can infer, but I wouldn't count on it. I certainly wouldn't rely on 
the algorithm to be able to parse like a clever phrase. So I think that that's part of it. And then I also think you can Google like basic SEO. There's tons of YouTube videos. There's tons of great posts. We teach that in our community, SEO basics in our luminaries. We've done workshops in there. I think you can totally, you know, take an hour and get 80% of the way there with what you need to do in terms of SEO optimizing your content. Yes. Okay. And so with the blogs, if we can go a little bit more deeper, better keyworded, you can just take that because I know you're quite active on LinkedIn. You can just take that and post it on LinkedIn. You can take little bits of it and post it on social. So that's the amplifier amplification that Jenny was talking about is like, you don't have to go and create new content for social. You just take bits of your blog post and put it out there and like call people back to your blog to read the full thing. Because I did notice at the end of each blog, which is exactly what you want to do, you have a great little blurb about, you know, if you're considering working with a high performance success coach, you want to know more, get on a coaching call with me, blah, blah, blah. Like you do really, really good call to actions in each of your blog posts. But we want to just like pull people in from Instagram and Facebook and from LinkedIn, if those are your amplifiers to come to here and like get them on your email list. Yeah. So I would say, I think I found the amplification post for that blog, Sandy, on Christina's Instagram. It's a carousel slider. And I think it's the same thing. It's five email tactics for powerful leaders is like the text on the first slide of the carousel, which is a better title, right? I would make that the blog title. And then there's a bunch of slides like be direct, be curious, leave the drama, et cetera, et cetera. And then I get to the last carousel. This is the call to action slide. And it says, ready to lead yourself so you can lead others. Book a call with me, link in bio. And that's a great photo of you, Christina, holding your book. Like when we teach amplification, we're sending people back to the blog. And so in this case, you're just like sort of summarizing, it sounds like high level summarizing your blog as a as an Instagram carousel and then sending people to book a call, which I think sometimes is okay. But for this like pillar beacon content, I would send people back to the blog as your call to action. Like you want people to go because then they're going to click on your other posts. Like ideally there's like some, you know, an ecosystem of content there. You want people to like not want to leave. When they're on Instagram, they're in you know, a captive algorithm that's going to want them to like see something else, see something else, see somebody's real, whatever. So you just, you want to have them like come to your site, obviously give an email, but also like dive deep and start exploring your other content. Because again, like the goal of your marketing in this way is to become a thought leader. So you want people to be like, wow, she has something to say. Like, I want to see what else she has to say. Like, this is resonating with me. And like, Instagram is really not the best place to go deep with somebody. Like at this point in time, this is not where those kinds of deep relationships, you know, with our clients are happening. So, so I just encourage you to use that call to action space on your social content, on your amplifying content to send people back to your blog. Yeah. And I think that's a great segue to the next part I want to talk about is her website and getting people onto her email list. So there's no opt-in other than getting on the newsletter, which she calls Sunday Sunshine. And I believe this is quite popular. I've heard her talk about this before. And, you know, I think a lot of people do do read this. But my challenge to you, Christina, is to go over to TerraSite. And when you get on there, I'm just going to get you the exact title. Tara's opt-in is get Tara's free 10 rules for brilliant women workbook. So specific, so clear, intriguing, compelling. I want it. I'm going to pop my name in there. 
a lot of people try to get email lists or email addresses by encouraging people to sign up for their newsletter, which I think, you know, can be done. I believe from a copywriting perspective, you have to be so specific and interesting and evoke curiosity for me to put my email in just in quotations for a newsletter. So I love the name of your newsletter, Sunday, Sunday Sunshine. And so your words are want a weekly dose of sunshine. And that doesn't say enough, but your second line is like sign up with your email address to receive inspiration and actionable advice on leading an extraordinary life. I think that's very aspirational and beautiful, but I want more specifics. Everybody's giving that away. Everyone has inspiration. Everyone has advice. I want to know as a woman leader, like specifically, why do I want this newsletter? Yeah. And you know, here's the other thing, Sandy, is she has on another page somewhere on her website, I remember this downloadable chapter of the first chapter of her book. So you don't even, Christina, need to make an opt-in like Tara did if you don't want. Like you could literally just make your book chapter your opt-in. But as Sandy's saying, the copywriting around that matters. Like you have to be very specific and granular with why someone should read the first chapter of your book for free. So I would start with that. Like today, when you're listening to this, I would go make a pop-up that's to send people that book chapter because you already have, I'm guessing, like the sequence behind it. Oh, I don't even know that I actually had to opt in. I think I just clicked a link. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, because I, I went through your stuff a couple hours ago, Christina, and I think that I actually just clicked a link to download the chapter of the book and I didn't even have to put in my email. Oh, so yes, you that do. Is, you do. You do. Oh, you do. Okay. So then I don't see I don't see a sequence. I don't think I've gotten a sequence. Yeah, I don't have anything in my inbox from you. Well, how did I get the chapter? I can't remember what I did two well, hours ago. I just ago. put my email name and email in and it says thanks for signing up. I have an Yeah, it's Christina Langdon coaching. I got it. Yeah. Oh, you got it. All right. Yeah. All right. There is an email. Okay, good. You're off the hook, Christina. All good. Okay. You already got the sequence. You've already got the automation set up, Christina. I don't know where that went for me, but I obviously got it because I got the chapter of the book. So where did you even find it, Sandy? Because it's I'm on looking the homepage. For it. It's on the homepage. And I think you're right. I think it should be a pop-up on maybe every page so that it's much more visible. And Christina, I do like in your nav bar, you do have Sunday sunshine. And so I'm not saying take that away, like leave that and leave the opt-in on that page to join the newsletter. But I would just make the copywriting much more interesting about Sunday Sunshine. So effectively, you would have two places that people would pop their email into and get on your list. One is a pop-up for the book, first chapter. And two is like, I would love to get a newsletter by Christina Langdon. That should be pretty easy. What is this site? built on let's just see uh-huh uh-huh okay it's a squarespace site you can make that pop up in less than two minutes <laughs> okay so i think like those are a lot of the i think the main things right sandy i guess we should address the fact that christina kind of has two amplifiers she's on linkedin and instagram i mean obviously because you're already doing both like i wouldn't tell you to stop if you were just starting we would suggest that you pick one. And in your case, I probably would have picked LinkedIn. I think it's really smart that you're there based on the audience that you're targeting. As a CEO, I can tell you I'm much more likely to hire a coach off of LinkedIn than Instagram. I think that makes a ton of sense that you're there. And I love Sandy's idea of like thinking of it 
little a little less as an amplifier and more as just like a second place to post your yeah, LinkedIn's a little bit different that way because you can put like an entire article or a video or whatever, whatever you're using for your visibility vehicle. So it just makes sense if she's looking for high performance women CEOs that that's where she would be. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's just a good point to make too. Is like your amplifier should be somewhere that you're comfortable hanging out and spending some time, but also like where your people are, where your clients are. So again, LinkedIn for Christina makes a ton of sense. And then because if you're enjoying Instagram and that's working for you in some way, you feel happy about it, that's fine. I would 100% urge you not to add any other social platforms to your business. For the kind of business you have, the kinds of money that you're charging people, you don't need to have a giant you know, net to capture you know, millions of people in this audience. Like You just need the right people. Okay. I'm going to just summarize it here. I wrote it all down as you're talking. So our recommendations are one, we would do a product based on your, on your book, that course, and just continue your one-on-one work. I would look at the SEO, the, all the blog titles and just improve the titles to be more clear and simple so that they show up on SEO. I would take a look at Tara Sophia Moore's site. I would think about or challenge you to go deeper, more meaty in your blog posts so that there's like a real beautiful body of work that people can spend and kind of get lost in and reading. Put a pop-up to get that first chapter of your book and just improve the copy and the like the compellingness, if that's a word, of the Sunday sunshine to make it like an absolute no-brainer. This is I want to hear from this woman every Sunday. I think that's everything. Yes, I think it's close. I would also just encourage you, Christina, I can't tell from your blog how frequently you're posting because they're not dated. You know, I would make sure you're posting at least once a week. So I'm not sure if you're already doing that or not, but it sounds like maybe if it's the same as your newsletter, you are. I think that consistency matters a tremendous amount. So just reiterating, that's part of what we teach. Christina never asked about this, but this is just an opportunity to discuss this with you, Jenny. A lot of these coaches never post their pricing and you have to jump on a call to, you know, have a discovery call or whatever. And and then you learn. And I, I get that model. I would just like to publicly say, I hate that model. Like I hate it. Just tell me how much it is. I may or may not jump on a call, but that price of 12,000 for six months isn't going to scare me off. And I just like, I cannot tell you the number of times that I've gone through the years that I've been involved in the coaching industry. I've always wanted a one-on-one coach and I just go check them out. I learn about someone or hear someone. I don't want to get on a call. I want to, I already decided they're my coach. I want to know the price and I will hire them sight unseen. And I can never do that and drives me nuts. But I totally get the logic behind it. And just like consider putting your prices uh, on public. So I had an amazing coach a few years ago who is in like the personal finance industry and finance coach, and she posted her prices. And I immediately, I never had talked to her and I immediately just signed up the second I was ready for the coaching. And I just, I had such a great experience and I, she's so transparent with everything. And I just think, I don't, I don't believe she has an issue with finding clients based on my knowledge of her and her business. It was so just kind to me. It was like such a a nice gesture. When I was ready, I signed up. And I think she probably does have like some sort of book a call if you want to make sure she's a good fit and you can't tell already. Wouldn't be a sales call in that situation. I don't know. I mean, we are obviously, as you said, we might be didn't ask for this. But I, but I think, you know, we've wavered ourselves in our business with this issue over time. And I think it's just, it's such a relief to just post the price. 
because you just, you don't have to deal with people who are like shocked at the price of something that they never would have bought. Like you don't have to deal with it. They can just go do your free content. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't offer sales calls. I think they're super valuable and there's different kind of buyers that just like want to have a talk. Totally get it because it's a very personal experience. But even in Christina's niche, she's talking to like CEOs and like they're not afraid to spend money for the most part. Like if this is the person, if they've heard her, read her book, like I will hire you, you know? And I and I know not everyone's like that, but I just wanted to voice that because there are coaches out there that have lost money from me because I didn't want to get on a call. I just tell me the price. Just make it super simple for me. So, okay. Same. Yep. Yeah. I actually am not sure I would even consider hiring a coach at this point who doesn't publicly post the prices. All of the coaches that are sort of like in my, you know, view right now that I would consider hiring in the next year or two are all people like I know what the prices are and it's just about budgeting and figuring out what order to work with those people. Yeah. Anyway, food for thought. All right, let's do join hustle. Okay. You have the joy, which I gave to you, but I'll let you use it. <laughs> you gave it to me. You give me everything actually. Okay. So one day, one afternoon in my Slack, Sandy, Jenny slacks me a link to an article in Entrepreneur Magazine where it's called, Where is Anna Delvey Now? She's launching her own podcast. Oh my God. (laughs) So Anna Delvey was the subject of the Netflix show. What was it called? Oh, I I know. uh, Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna. We did a whole podcast on it a while ago. It's such a great show. And she's like now under house arrest. I know. I love this photo that I sent you of her with an ankle bracelet, ankle monitor on. And she's like launching her podcast. I was like, you go, girl. I love it. So there's a YouTube, I guess must have been a link in that article. Like like there's a YouTube video of her like announcing it. And she has little excerpts from people that she's interviewing. It's so funny. It's not funny, but it's like her her voice and she had a very distinct accent and 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 then there's like women that she's interviewing and someone's like this is the best podcast ever already this is the best and then in the comments are hilarious because people are like yeah no like there's so many people who are like this is the worst idea ever and I'm like this is the best idea ever yeah I'm so we're ready for Elizabeth Holmes to launch her podcast from prison god 100% I am there like I wonder if there's like actually I'm gonna like talk to my like criminal lawyer friends and see if there's like rule against Against like launching a podcast from prison. No, because I know there was one I listened to, but it was a woman producer that came into the prison and she did all these stories. Do you know what I'm talking about? And she did all these stories of the men in the prison and some of them really took to it and started to be really involved in the production and the editing and all the things. But I don't know if that was allowed because there was an outside person coming in. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember it? It was, a, it was years ago, but it was fascinating and they loved it, right? And it was their voices and their stories out in the world. It was amazing. It was amazing. I feel like I would not be bored in prison at all. Let's set that up for Elizabeth Holmes. I mean, you know, we will be the most hated people on the I don't internet. I don't care. I mean, I kind of don't care anymore. Oh my God. I think that would be incredible. Anyway. Okay. What is the, we're getting off topic here. What is the hustle? Well, the hustle, the book by Tim Urban, What's Our Problem? A Self-Help Book for Societies. So the audiobook is 14 hours long. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like everyone needs to read this book. It's very controversial. And I just think everyone who is like a thinking person needs to read this book. 
Tim Urban has one of the most popular blogs on the internet, um, Wait But Why? And he's like very controversial. And I'm just going to leave it at that. There is also a podcast that I sent you, Sandy, that's an interview with him on the Honestly podcast with Barry Weiss about free speech. The name of the podcast episode is America Needs a Self-Help Book. So even though you're Canadian, I still think you need to listen to that. I think it's a really like appropriate conversation for all of us to be having regardless of your political beliefs at this moment in time. And I mean, like the general idea is that like the history that we're living, like our lives, what's happening, the change that we've seen in our lives is like this tiny infinitesimal percentage of what's happened in human history. And yet it's like, this is a time of such intense social, political, environmental change that it's like worth understanding the context of the times that we're living in. And then I think also just like, it's also a commentary on the like decline of free speech. And regardless, again, of your politics, if you're in the Western world and you're used to living in a democracy, it's a conversation that we all need to be having. I think Sandy, you and I will be talking more about this on this podcast. Yeah, I was just going to say more to come, more to a come. A lot more to come. But certainly listening to this episode, this interview that Tim Urban did with Barry Weiss would help you to prepare for the conversations that we're going to start to have on this show. And then if you can, you know, dive into his book, Tim's book, I would encourage you to do it. I think everyone should read it. And again, you can listen to it for 14 hours as an audiobook on Audible. Let's debate it. Let's talk about it. It took him like, I think, a decade to write this book. Um, and it was like something he's talked publicly about. Like, it was a painful time of like, it was hard for him to write. And I think there's good reason. It's a, they, I'm being a little like alluding to things, but I, do, I it's like too hard in a hustle to, or a joy or whatever we're doing to dive into what this is really about. We're just going to say more to come. More to come. Yeah. Like, this is a conversation that everyone needs to be having. And like, I do think it's like as a responsible human being, as as an adult living in the world today in 2023, we should read this book and talk about it. Okay. Thank you, Christina, for submitting your business. Loved doing it. And that's it for now. Thanks, everyone. All right. We'll see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.